When I pound a very consistent narrative of we are not good at meetings, I am not doing that because I want you to work more. I'm doing that because I want you to work less. Nobody here can look me dead in the face and honestly on a lie detector test not say that they have been in a one hour meeting that easily could have been 17 minutes in the last two weeks. It's just real fucking talk. Attention is the number one asset. All right, let's rock and roll. Awesome, so Gary, this is our uh, management series Q&A, mm-hmm. uh, series 105. This group are cohorts four, five, and six, so I think they started many, many months ago in this series, um, and always wanna use this forum for folks to directly ask you questions around people management, leadership, burning questions that they have. Of course, more folks on the line that we can get to, so we'll just do sort of, you can do a hand raise uh, with the Zoom function, uh, or folks in the room, Gary, you can call them out if they have their hand raised physically in the room, and we could go from there, we'll just you know kick through it. Amazing team. I really want to make sure um, that, you know, obviously I've not had the luxury of interacting deeply with the far majority of you. So a couple things. One, this is a very, very, very safe environment. What I want to really talk about is not only how you're thinking about leading, but um, potentially things you're struggling with in the way that you're getting led. It's not like you have to call out individual, but like I really, I want to use this for many things, but one of the biggest reasons I want to do this is to get more of you to feel more comfortable to get time with me if you need it. You know, like I'm very, I'm very happy, net score, I'm happy about our culture and the general happiness of the organization. On the flip side, there's so many micro situations and situations with clients or managers that lead to not the ideal state. The quicker I can get this group to understand that both Pet and I are genuinely here, not the bullshit cliche of corporations where like HR is your enemy, not your friend, or where the CEO doesn't give any fucks, the quicker you'll be happier. You know, please use this to, to get cozier and more comfortable with me, and, and definitely let's talk about things that you're personally worried about potentially as a leader, because whether you're here or other places, being good at this is good. This is good for your life, this is good for your career, and I feel like, I got fortunate in the DNA parenting and then the circumstance of having to manage people since I was like 16 years old for real, for real, because it was my dad's liquor store. I feel like, and now for the last 15 years watching this organization and watching many people have to lead hundreds of people, thousands of people, or dozens of people, I feel very prepared to bring a lot of value here and I, I don't want you to sit on your hands or your questions. So let's take advantage of this and I encourage you to do that. Don't overthink it. It's not like you're gonna ask a question or say something and I'm gonna like look into it and it's gonna be bad. It's only gonna be the reverse. It's gonna be good. So I'm glad we're here. Thank you for having me. The audio for the questions wasn't the best, so we went ahead and voiced them over. This person said one of the things they struggle with is being candorous but feeling the need to soften the message, which they feel sometimes doesn't land as much. Yeah, I, I've struggled with candor my whole career. Um, I don't even think I did the version you're talking about, which is like, I go in for the candor, but I watered it down so much that it was like an awkward, you know, like the awkward handshakes or awkward kisses. Like, this would be like the awkward management. You know, here's where I'd go with it. I think kind candor was invented first by me to myself and it changed the course of my career. Then we scaled it to the organization. I would tell you, similar to something I'm gonna talk in the all hands in a little bit, in a week or this week, about when you can't water down VaynerMedia services. The second we go into sock light or other shit, we're dead. 
like half in Vayner is like the worst. And so what you have to find is you, you have to over communicate to the client like why all this Vayner thing or find little micro projects to do the Vayner thing because if you do the core thing half pre- pregnant, you're dead. Same with kind candor. I've thought about rebranding it to kind humble candor. Let me explain. I believe what's working for me most is saying, need to talk to you. First of all, you're incredibly lovely. There's a lot of things that are going well. In my and VJ's subjective opinion, because we're just human beings, this is where the humility comes in, to the best of our knowledge, from what we've seen and gathered from the eyes of others and ourselves, we think you suck at CCs. Right, like, you know, like, and so I think for a lot of people here, when you take the, you know, there's kind, but I wonder if humble is something we should add. When you add that you are only doing the best you can on your subjective opinion, no different than beauty is in the eye of the beholder. However, you are required to manage in this moment. There's something that takes it from being absolute truth to your absolute truth but you're required to deliver it that I think is landing and something for you to think about. Because what you're doing is you're eliminating fear in the micro and the macro, right? Like when people think they stink because their boss thinks they stink, it's devastating. And a lot of us may love, I mean, it's my biggest problem. I like genuinely adore like over like people but I may have an opinion of their skill set that is like wildly underperforming and I've had 25 years of muckery because of that because I'm like, well, Dustin's awesome but like, fuck, I really like have a problem. Like, what do I do with that? And you may be dealing with that and I think when you put warmth and good intent and remind people, I am talking to you right now not to set up firing you. I am talking to you right now to set up the turn that will make you get promoted which is actually true here. I think you know, those are the levers that we all need to pull as we go through this journey. And then, you, and, and then reminding them it's your subjective opinion with the best data you have. Which then allows them to say, well, for example, what? And then you can go into it. You know, one thing I've done very poorly in my career that I've gotten better at is giving the example now. Like, you know, the client doesn't like you. Like, this is the email they sent me. You stink. You know, like, like I don't know. Like, you got, we got, the candor part does matter. Otherwise, to your point, it becomes wishy-washy and it becomes a mess. All right, let's keep it going. This person asks, how do you implement change making sure it's applied up and down without seeming like the bad guy? Empathetic consistency of communication. That's all I do for a living. It's the, the way you are that person that you want to be is compassionate, sympathetic, empathetic, consistency of communication. There's a million, like the biggest issue all of us make is assumptions. We're just all human beings. We have a lot of audacity in this Zoom, all of us, I'm telling you. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, I think you can hear it in my tone. It's like, we can have an ideology, but like, some of the people that might be frustrating you of not doing something might actually just be doing the wrong thing. But you must default into they're not doing it because their boss has said when I walked away, don't do that. Or that the client told them don't do that. 
or a million other things that could be factoring into why they're not doing it. Right? And so, you know, being a consistent voice to reinforce a good change, but coming from a place of humility, patience, and empathy, but just being consistent and never getting frustrated, because all that's, all that, I, the amount of people that are not winning at Vayner through the years by trying to uphold something that I want done and they think they're doing the right thing but they don't have the capacity for humility and patience and so what rears is ego and what rears is their own self-interest, it is a fine balance. This person's question is how do you balance the expectations of client deliverables while also managing the workload of the folks that are reporting to you? It's a great question, couple things. One, first I think about accountability, then I think about getting support, right? So I'm telling all of you, because I want all of you to win badly, preferably in the VaynerX four walls, but honestly, deeply as a place that you looked back at and that was a springboard to all the things you ever wanted. I genuinely mean that. When I tell you what I'm about to tell you is uncomfortably real, it is uncomfortably real and it will service all of you exceptionally well. When I pound a very consistent narrative of we are not good at meetings, I am not doing that because I want you to work more, I'm doing that because I want you to work less. We have very big meetings with a lot of people and we do it often. Nobody here can look me dead in the face and honestly on a lie detector test not say that they have been in a one hour meeting that easily could have been 17 minutes in the last two weeks. It's just real fucking talk. So first on accountability, being an agent of change, of of like really being better with meetings so that we can get our shit done in our normal nine to five, six, whatever, instead of like because we ate up fucking 39 hours as a team in the last 24 hours on dumb fucking meetings and they're not dumb. What, and I you know, like, I'm, not, I'm gonna take back that word. I, I just, we are subconsciously trying to do the right thing and then it's rendering us to do the wrong thing. Second brother is to use the Reese's, right? To use the Nick Moretis, to use the Lisa Harris. Again, and this is important everyone, when they don't come through, even though they may want to, because they know we're renegotiating a deal and this is not the time to be like, we want to do less because we're on the verge of doubling our scope. But who gives a fuck because people are burning out over here and they're really fucking dead and they're gonna quit. That's when Claude needs to be brought in. That's when I need to get an email. I'm telling you right now, you cannot fear Reese or JT or, or anyone being mad at you for you. Co- I promise this on my children's health. No one will be successful at this company for being mad at you for you coming to me. Promise. I know this because I know they know. That's the exa- Once again, accountability, the four pillars of help. Too many people in the same meetings, too long. A lot. Because I've been really looking. And it will work. And it'll be good. Like, it's so funny. I'm really glad I said that line because I've never said it out loud. I'm going to bring it up. I'm not asking for more efficient meetings for more work. I'm asking for it to be less work. I want people to be able to go home on Friday and be like, whew, good, right? And that only happens if we divide and conquer. It also levels up our middle. There's so many people, back to Angela's point, let there be no confusion. I believe many people in the middle and upper middle of our organization are more talented and capable than the people ahead of them. I believe that. That's just how life works. It's not an indication on the people that are senior or in the middle or below. It's just life. 
And one of the ways to speed up them getting better and stronger is by them doing more solo and not micromanaged. Probably the most devastating moment of my career because I'd never been in corporate prior to this was realizing that HR is the enemy of the employees, not the reverse. That's why I'm proud of what we do with PET. That's why it's not even called HR. That's how much I don't want it to be what you think it is, but I know we think it's that. I know most of you think that it's the same as everywhere else, and I know it's not, and unless I'm talking, unless I'm the last line, unless you went to your manager, you went to PET, you went to Claude, like, and then you went to me, then I can't fully believe it. I believe a lot of people would prefer to be in a state of complaining about it than actually having it fixed. And I think that that's a sad indication on society and I just don't want our four walls to be that place. Call my bluff. I'm here for you, for real. <laughs> Including like, hey, like, have you thought about this? Or like, like, I mean, there's so much that I have at my disposal. It might be like, hey, you're just not, pa-. after sitting with some people, sometimes like, hey, I don't think you're, I just think this is that you're not passionate about client services. Think you're, like maybe let me help you get a brand side job. Or like, I will be your best friend if you call my bluff. But also learn to use the other three la- levers before you, or in parallel to using me, because that's just good practice for you overall. Because you're gonna struggle to find many CEOs that enjoy being a guidance counselor and a therapist as much as I am. And so, if you don't have practice to use the other levers too, it may not be scalable. Gary saw that someone commented in the Zoom call, never come empty-handed when bringing an issue, and wanted to address that. Never come empty-handed when bringing an issue. I will say that is a cliche corporate thing. I am extremely comfortable with all of you coming, telling me every problem with zero solutions. You might not know it. And I definitely don't want you to make one up if you don't believe it, because you think it's the right thing to do. Just come to me with what's bothering you, let me help you fix it. Both, I love that, I love that kind of thinking. That leads to accountability, that leads to problem solving. It's not a bad thing, but at VaynerMedia, I'm telling you, I don't need that. I need context and I need self-awareness and humility. The biggest thing that burns everyone here is lack of self-awareness, grounded in assumptions that are often predicated on what's happening in the world, not what's actually happening in your four walls here. Anyway, I am here for you, which is why I'm five minutes late for my next thing. Love you, have a great day. Thank you, Gary. We'll get part of Thanks.